Hello, and welcome back to Eating Salads. It's me again, Austin Crosby. And it is currently four degrees outside. Um, We're working on the temperature control. So that's been the topic of conversation between Casey and I for the last several minutes here. And it's interesting, um, I think. So I logged into my Tesla app and my session has expired. I'm no longer logged in. Uh, The logging in security protocol is going out and scanning a QR code inside of one of the boxes. And there's like six boxes. It, you could tell, you could memorize, someone else could memorize which box is which. It said to go out to the gateway and I was fingers crossed hoping that was in the garage. It's not, it's on the outside of the garage. So I went into the garage, fumbled around with some boxes, did not find the QR code, and uh, just just called it off. Mission aborted. I don't really need to scan a QR code right now. The uh, power walls were still green, so they're on. I just have been logged out of the app. Um, Anyway, further... The reason this all ties in is because we're like, man, all this snow on the ground, extreme climate, talking about our heat pump, which I've turned off. I actually just turned back on the heat strip down in the basement because here's my thought process. It can keep it 64 downstairs. I just checked and like 66, 67 upstairs. Um, that's at this point in the Venn diagram where both, and that point uh, aligns with peak time, coincidentally, it is when we are coming up from downstairs where we've been heating during the day and preheating upstairs so that we can start moving on up there. Also, we're using, we're making dinner at that time. So... Our upstairs heater, air mover, is a 1.5 ton, and our downstairs is a 3 ton. But the outside condenser that supplies them is a 4 ton. So there's a little bit of headroom that it doesn't quite, uh, I don't know, you could have two of them if you wanted, it would make sense. You know what I mean? So... To give you an idea of where we're sitting, if it's four degrees outside and we want to make it 64 degrees inside on our, both of our heaters using this uh, piece of equipment, that's a 60-degree delta. And heat pumps are effectively just uh, air conditioners running in reverse. So imagine if you were trying to air condition your house to 70 degrees if it were 130 degrees outside. That's basically what we are asking of this. And it's delivering. It's totally delivering. It's, there we go. It was just a bit loud. It was just a bit loud. You could tell when we turned it on, it went up, it turned to max setting. Of course, to be expected. That's what max setting is for. And we could hear it through these thin windows by our fireplace. When I went out to check the garage, you couldn't really hear it. So we came in and we were talking about it. And I was like, yeah, this is what happened. Um, my parents are building a house and we can talk about that. That's, that's 
also makes it come up in conversation a lot. The recommendation of it for different people. I mean, if you're not living in a place that's 130 or four degrees, or it can get to negative 20 and this is still effective, which I think is insane. It's insane that it works at negative 20, but so does a gas furnace. So you got to do what you got to do. You have to make it competitive. And it is. Um, turning on the heat strip in the basement, my theory was, my hypothesis, was that if I turn on that resistant heater on the three-ton unit, it would offload some of the capacity from the outdoor condenser, allowing the, it to over-deliver to the upstairs unit which is the one we want to be using right now anyway. So when I went to go do that, I walked past the thermostat for the downstairs and it was set to 64 still. And I was like, yeah, I'd have it lower. <laughs> I'm not down here. I turned it down to uh, 58 and then a couple minutes go by. That was right before I started recording. And sure enough, the outdoor unit just throttled down to a, a much lower load. I guess that's not, that doesn't, it shouldn't blow your mind, but the stuff we talk about. And speaking of, like what I was saying earlier, uh, I was talking to my mom. This was before I had our potato and artichoke salad, which Casey made for dinner. It was even before I uh, got the flea market in Tarkov and started trading all the chocolate bars and sugar cubes I've been hoarding to much avail. It took a long day, by the way, a long day of Tarkov grinding um which i'm proud of what was i saying oh i was talking to my mom and they're building the house and she said that they went two days without propane because the propane company just can't get no one to come to work they just <laughs> nobody wants to work so the propane truck couldn't come to bring them propane for a couple days of course i was like well they clearly don't want to pay them enough to come drive a truck and fill up tanks if they can't make the economics of that work, that's their own fault. That's their failure of, ca of capitalism. I wonder if there's another propane company in town. They also have automatic refill, meaning that this company is just supposed to come out every month or whatever and fill up their tank. But they didn't, and they, and they ran out, and they had to call and pester them. Uh, and they were almost going without... They have an electric resistant heater upstairs so they were like oh we might have to go sleep upstairs <laughs> because we're out of propane and they have uh they have a propane water heater but it has a tank so i think that was fine anyway um it cost them 620 something dollars to fill up their propane tank. And that was, a, a, my mom says, once a month in the winter. They have to do that. That's insane. That's so much more than we pay in electricity to run the heat pumps. And we don't have to get a refill from, from some grifting, I don't know, whatever it is. Some propane guy, some evil guy. Um, much cheaper. And there, if you do it right with new construction, you don't have to run all the duct work through your whole house. You can put 
like our upstairs unit is so i love that thing i think that that's really a great form factor to uh put these like ceiling mounted hidden in the ceiling it looks like an attic door but then above it there's a heater and you can put them below things too i mean you could put it in a crawl space if you have a crawl space house you could hang them in areas where where you want them to pinpoint and then you can only run short throws of uh, ductwork that's well insulated and close to the source anyway it makes a lot of sense that's why we're talking about it i can't believe six hundred dollars propane also we're we've looked into and considered infrared as a uh counter to heat or sorry space heaters because infrared panels and heaters are becoming a lot more popular nowadays i think they run on like half of the wattage for a big one and a third of the wattage for a little one put next to your desk and the startup cost i think higher than higher than space heaters but there are other kinds of infrared there's infrared ceramic like what you might sit next to at an outdoor patio and that's a crazy sensation because it you feel it warming you like the glow of the sun but then when a cold or if and however you're set, situated this varies a cold wind blows on you and it's it immediately goes away it's as if there's a cold wind but then when it dies down you feel that heat those are infrared Safe to use inside, but uh, they have a few different flavors. And it's too much for people. There's too many varieties. Like, you should know that the best way to condition the air in your home is heat pumps, mini split heat pumps. And the best way to do little space heating, specifically, is infrared, not space heaters. But that market will catch up, I think. It's just got, just got a little while to go. Anyway, that way you're not heating the air in the room. You could, I think, point it at like our concrete floors and it would heat the concrete floor. Or you could point it directly at wherever you're situated and it would heat you. But if you pointed it at the floors and like preheated a room, it would hold it for a while. Anyway... I digress. Guys, thank you so much. Um, Tomorrow I've got to venture out into the cold and scan a QR code. Let's get back into my Tesla app. I feel like an Eskimo. Anyway, stay safe. Come again tomorrow.